Hello, my name is Dr. James Pikeaway, and this is Calm 230 in the summer. If you want to get in touch with me, really simple, james.piecowye at zu.ac.ae. Over the next 15 classes, we're going to be talking about public speaking, how to become awesome at it, tricks, tips, and lots of practice. This is Calm 230 in the summer. This class, I'm sure you've got lots of questions about the class. And, and what we want to do today is, is A, get started. But B, I want to, we want to talk a little bit about what you're going to do here and what, what public speaking and this presentation course is all about. And the, the first question that people often ask, and, and they'll say, is, is the course easy? And this is not a course like other courses, and I think that becomes the important thing for all of you to, to keep in mind as you're going through this process. And, and I, I really think this course is, is, a, is a process of you changing the way that you present and you think about presenting. Because for the most part, the way that, that pretty much all of us learn to present and learn how to you know, do our presentations in front of classes or in front of groups is from watching other people do them. And for the most part, that watching other people do them is not so good. Not everyone is really good at presenting. And we, we, we use this trial by error. Oh, that's what she does. It must be the right way, which is not necessarily the best way to think about how to do an exceptional presentation. And so a big part of what you're going to do over the next 15 classes is let go of the way, in, in many cases, the way you've been doing things and take on some new techniques, take on some new ideas and think about what it is you're doing and why you're doing it and what the impact's going to be. And so we have, we have a whole bunch of stuff we're going to go through, but it's, it's really about change. And this, this is the hardest part of what you're all going to do is because you've been speaking and you've been presenting and persuading and talking to people since you're like two, since you started talking and you've taken this through high school and, and university up to this point, you, you've got a lot of really good habits for presentations that you've already created and you're very used to them and you do them a lot. And so our goal, my goal, is to help you get rid of some of those, help you make some of them better, help you stop doing some things, and help you start adding some other things to that process. And, and that's what the whole course is about. That is it. Now, the, the challenge is, and this is because, you know, again, is the course easy? I, you know, a lot of the stuff you're studying in your classes applies to what we're doing here. So in that sense, you already know a whole bunch of things. You already have things to work on and you already have things that, you know, that you speak about and that you talk about and that you explain and tell stories about and you know yourself very well. So you already have a whole bunch of things to, to actually use in this kind of a course. So the challenge becomes these habits, as I said, that you've, you've done over and over and over and over again. So, you know, you might say, what do you mean? What, what you know, think, think about the, the standard presentation you've done or you've seen in a ZU course. And so we've all, we've all got those things. We've all got those presentations that we've done and that we watch. For the most part, 
a lot of those presentations aren't very good. And I, I mean, I mean, really, they're, they're not very good presentations, the ones that we see in our classes. And, and, you know, but they're, they're the standard presentation that we do over and over and over again. And a teacher will say, okay, I want you, you have to present your project. And people get up and they do a PowerPoint. And they put up, you know, the objectives and all these things and the full words. And quite frankly, those are the worst presentations in the world. And you know that and I know that when someone gets up and starts doing that presentation, it's like, oh, I roll my eyes in the back of my head and say, really? Because on what planet is that an acceptable presentation? It's only acceptable because we've been doing them over and over again. And for the most part, our professors, they, they don't want to see things done differently or done differently because it's, you know, that's not their job. Their job is to teach you whatever core content they're doing, whether that's communication classes or, or teach you psychology classes or, or, or other things. And so we, we just sort of get into this rut and we produce these presentations that are just repeating what we've done in the past or what other people have done in the past with style and technique and, and et cetera. And, and that, that is just, why, would, why do we want to do that? And, and so what we're, you're going to do here is learn how to do better presentations and presentations that engage, presentations that make people stop what they're doing, presentations that, that are a lot of fun. But the other thing to keep in mind is that, that these presentations that we're going to be talking about, these speaking engagements that you're going to, these speaking activities that you're going to do, are, are all about following a formula. They're all about following a pattern. They're all about engaging with things that help the content of what you're doing to resonate, to stick in the heads of the people that you're presenting to. And in, in your case, there's 20 of you who are here. There's actually 14 of you who are in the class, so we're still missing a few. But for, for most of you, most people don't take a course like this. You, you end up taking a course like this when you go to business, when you get into a company, when you start your own business. You might say, oh, you know, I'm going to take a, a, a media presentation course or something. So what what becomes what becomes useful is in in this scenario is to, to it really becomes important and useful to say okay i'm i'm going to try this i'm going to give this a try i'm i'm going to put my all into it because you have nothing to lose <laughs> and that i think that's the best thing because you have nothing to lose everything we do in this course is only going to make your presentations better no one leaves this course with their presentations being worse, ever. It just doesn't happen. Now, here's your challenge. As I, as I said at the very beginning of the course, this course in a semester typically is 15 weeks, which means for 15 weeks, we meet twice a week and we would do speeches and go over the course content. In this summer semester, it's 15 classes, so every class is a week. So the challenge for you is this course isn't about writing essays. This course isn't about reading a textbook, although you do want to read things. It's not about doing that. This course is about you presenting. And the challenge with that is 
you need to put in the time. So while I'm going to ask you to read a few things, the reading is very short. It, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes maximum. That's, and it's, it's, it's reinforces things we're going to be talking about, gives you some ideas, but you really have to practice what you're doing here. And you really have to speak and you really have to try things. And sometimes that trying is getting out of your comfort zone and it's going to feel weird and it's going to sound weird, the things that I'm going to be asking you to do, because you're so used to doing things in a different way, the way that you, you do them now. And I'm asking you to change some of that. And so that's, going to be, that's the challenge, is that you need to invest the time and you need to get going with it right away. And the sooner you start doing that, the easier it gets. The, the later you wait to do that, to, to start trying things and start putting it together, the harder it gets. So that's, that's you know, in, in essence, what, what, what this course is all about. If you were to say, well, so what's, what's the gold standard? Look, you know, you go to the syllabus, you go to the back, you see what an A is, exceptional quality. That's something above and beyond. That's someone who's, who's, who's done just an exceptional job of presenting. Is it possible to get an A? Absolutely. I give lots of A's. But I also give lots of grades that aren't A's. And the, the reality is, it's not about me being nice. It's about, did you do it? And have you, you know, have you worked on the time, at the time period? Have you worked on your vocals? Have you organized your content? Have you followed a format? Have you done all these different things that we're going to be looking at, which in 15 days means you need to practice them at home. You need to close the door to your bedroom and say, okay, I'm going to do 30 minutes of practicing this. That, and it, it's talking. And it's you talking. It's not, I mean, look, I, today I'm, I'm doing a lot. In every class, I will, I will have a, a segment of what we do where, well, I'll present it and I'll and, and give you the ideas. But the rest of the time, you're going to be asked to do some talking. And that's... That's, that's the stuff because I've taught this course a lot. I do a lot of speaking things and all those, all the courses I do and all the speaking things I do are just practice. So I have lots of practice doing this and I just keep practicing everything I'm going to ask you to do. I practice in this course. So as I'm, as I'm teaching you, as I'm talking to you, all I'm doing is practicing exactly what I want you to do when you speak every time. Now, for me, I've got, I'm, I'm practicing and I'm doing it. Your job is you're going to need to do it as well. So before we get going and I, we walk, we'll just walk you through some of the key things of the course and, and we can stop and have questions as we go. All right. So things, things to keep in mind as, as we're going through the course is Everything that we're, we're going to be doing in this class, I put into Blackboard. So you've got your syllabus there, you've got some notes there, and those notes will relate back to some readings. And we'll and again, we talk about them. If you have questions about things, do not not ask them. If you've got a question, you know, throw you know, signal me that you want to jump in, or turn on your microphone and jump in and and ask that question. And we can work through it. But you, you want to ask the questions. But also, it also means that you want to take a look at the materials that I'm, I'm giving you to look at. And it's not overwhelming, but you want to take a look at them and you want to be thinking about, okay, so wh what do I do with this? How does this content work? And how does this affect me? 
So let's let's run quickly through what some of the stuff that that is important to you, and we can stop and you can ask questions as we're going. So the first thing you'll find is I put all of our materials into Blackboard, and you will find them under instructors assessments. Uh, sorry, <laughs> instructors teaching materials. Assessments are up there too, teaching materials. And you'll find pages that look pretty much like this. And so these these pages that you're gonna you're gonna see, they they pretty much all come in a Adobe Spark format so that you can see what it is. They'll be labeled so that you can get at them. And it's 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 just easy. So it's it's not hard. Click on these things and it will take you, it'll open up a page. So it's again, very easy for you to get to. And then just scroll through them and just scroll through there. It's essentially a web page with the content from the course. So things that we're going to be talking about in the course, things that we're going to be working through. And, and it's, it's not like we start with one thing and then we, it's done and we move on to the next thing and we move on to the next thing and we move on to the next thing. The, the entire course is, is a package that we just keep building and building and building on the skills that we're trying to, to sort through. And the, the, one of the really interesting things about public speaking and and I think it's, it's kind of the cool thing about public speaking, is that most people, in fact, everyone gets stressed when they have to talk. I mean, I get stressed, you get stressed, we all get stressed. And this is, this is a, a good thing in one way and a not good thing in another. So in, in the, the good thing about the fact that we get stressed is there are techniques and things that you can do to get that stress out. So just think about yourself as you get stressed. What do you, what do you do? You might be sitting in a class, but you're sitting at home right now. Is your leg bouncing up and down? And, and you might be thinking, oh, what am I going to have to do? What's, what's going to happen in today's class? How am I going to have to talk? What am I going to have to say? Who's going to ask what? What am I, am I going to sound? So we're constantly working through stress management when it comes to speaking and engaging and, and working with people. And this, this is a good thing because we know how to deal with stress. The challenge is stress can be overwhelming and we all know somebody who gets panic attacks or someone who just can't get up in front of a class and talk. And when you, you sit down with that person and, and you've sat down with that person, a person might be you and you, you start thinking, well, why, why, why don't, what's the problem? Why don't you want to get up and talk? There, there's always two things I think that, that go on. Now there, there's many things and we'll talk about those many things as, as we go forward. But there's two things, and uh, you know, the two things that, that are really important that we need to think about. The first one is the fact that we're if you don't know what you're going to talk about, if you're not, if you haven't rehearsed it, if you haven't, if you're not prepared, if you're not confident in what you're going to say, you're going to be stressed. The people who do the best talks in the world. And, and that's, and we're, we're not trying to emulate and, and be the best speaker, you know, copy the best students in our class, although we are. And th that's another side point of what we're going to talk about. And I'll get to that in just a second. But if you, the, the people who talk the best in the world, and when you think about that, and you think of CEOs and government leaders and folks, they, they, they know their topic. They know their thing. 
so they're, they, they, as soon as you know your content, there's less stress about your content. And that's one less thing to be stressed about. If you're confident in what you're going to talk about, it becomes easy to talk about things. Think about your own family. Think about your dad or your mom or your brother or your cousin. And if you get them talking about their business or what they do at work, how long can they talk about it? What, and they can go on forever and, and ever and ever and ever and ever and talk, and talk about it. That's, that's a key thing to being a good public speaker is one, know your topic. If you know your topic, you will have one less stressor to get rid of. The second side to remember, so you, this is the key point, you need to know what you're talking about. This, the second point is when you're, you're doing a talk, the reality is nobody wants to talk. And think about, think about any class that you were in last semester, not online. Think about your offline classes. Think about when you were at school. I know it's a distant memory now, but think about that. Think about when the teacher at the end of the class would say, does anyone have a question? No one would put up their hand. Now, do you think no one had a question? Or do you think no one puts up their hand because no one wants to be that person who is singled out? And what happens when, when someone says to put up a question, you know, put up your hand if you have a question, and then you ask the question, what instantly happens? Everyone's head turns and looks at you. You get a little flushed. You get a little bit nervous. Well, what if they, you know, and what do we get nervous about? We get nervous about, are they going to think I'm stupid? Is this a dumb question? It, you know, and, and the list goes on. Oh, my voice doesn't sound good. I don't look right. And all these things in our head start going on to the point that where well, I'm not going to ask the question. And what happens is we, we continue just to get a little more stressed. We get stressed about, are we stressed because we don't know what we're going to talk about? Or are we stressed because in our mind we're, we're now creating all these barriers to getting up and, and speaking? And it's usually a combination of both. One, if we don't know our topic, that, that's a, a huge one. And two, we create all of these barriers in our head as to why and, and how there's going to be a problem with us speaking to the point that we just don't speak. About 98% of people in the world don't want to get up and talk. So right off the bat, anyone who is speaking, anyone who gets up to talk, anyone who engages in public speaking is, is typically a minority of people. You're a minority because most people don't want to get up and talk in public for fear of embarrassment, etc. It doesn't mean that other people can't talk. They just don't want to. So if you can get over your stress, and we'll work on some of those, those things as well, and we'll talk about them so you know what they are. And, and the, 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 the crazy thing about speaking stress is it's not one size fits all. As I said, it's, it's not one size fits all. There are some commonalities, and, and it becomes our job, your job as, as a group to share amongst each other. And we'll, we'll have an opportunity to talk about this. And don't worry, there's lots of talking happens in this class, not just me. Although for the first bit, it is me. But you need to share what it is that you do. And inevitably, just like asking questions, other people have the same question. And that's, my, that's the beauty of a class when you, at the end of the class, when I, I, and I always ask students, does anyone have a question? No one puts up their hands. So it's, it's hey, any questions, please, please ask questions. No one puts up their hands. But someone's got a question, and that one person who's got a question, there's five other people who've got the same question. So if you ask the question, it's, it's a bonus for you because you get the opportunity. And this is, this is you're saying, I get the opportunity, what? In, in a class situation, any class situation, asking a question is an opportunity to practice public speaking. 
And that's the, the, the only way you get better at speaking in public. The only way you get better at it is by doing it. And this is, this is kind of the, the trick of this class. I know you're saying, what, there's a trick? There is a trick. And the only way you're going to succeed in this class is by practicing and, and trying and applying the different things that I'll continue to talk about over and over again. The only way you're going to get better is by doing that. And, and the first trick, the first thing we, we have to be thinking about is, okay, how do I, how do I get, get past some of this fear that I have? And, and as I said, there's a lot of little things. We'll talk about those, but some of them are just really simple. Breathing, you know, yoga exercises, those breathing exercises that we do in through the nose, out through the mouth, in through the nose. And if, you know, you do that 10 times. So let's, you know, let's just do it right now. Let's do an experiment. So I want you to close your eyes. It's, it, I know you're saying I can't see you. I'll sense if you're doing it. And hey, this is the other reality of this course, okay? Everything we do benefits you. <laughs> it's the, and this is the thing about, this is the other thing about this course with, that makes it really different than many other courses that you take and that we take. And I teach many of those other courses as well. But what's, this course is all about you. It's not about how well you memorize. It's not about how well you do on those quizzes that I'm going to give you. I mean, ultimately the quizzes mean the difference between a grade. <laughs> you know, you want to do, and they're not hard. They're really easy, but they're, they're, you know, they keep your attention. They keep you here. They keep you engaged. They keep you showing up. They keep you doing the work. Everything we do makes you a better speaker. That's it. And by you doing the things, you become better at this activity. And that's all that you're trying to do is to become better at the activity. The reality is, at the end of the course, you don't stop doing all this. Any profession you're ever going to go into, anything you're going to do for the rest of your life involves presenting stuff. You're going to go to a job interview. You need to be able to talk. You need to be able to put on a smile and tell them why you're so good. You need to present projects for other classes. You maybe need to go to a conference. Maybe you're going to be working at Expo 2021. You know, the list goes on and on and on of all the things that you're going to do. They all involve talking. They all involve presenting ideas. They all involve sharing things. Everything we're going to do here is going to make you better at that. So when you're done the course, you're going to take it with you. And you're going to continue to get better. The more work you put in now, A, you get the great grade, but B, you become better at what you're doing in every class, in everything that you're, that you're, you're going to engage with. Tip number two. Now, there, there are Arabic public speaking courses and English public speaking courses, and maybe you're going to take one in Spanish or French or Korean or Japanese. You could take a public speaking course in any of those languages. Sad reality, they're all the same. Someone might try to tell you, oh no, speaking in Japanese is different than speaking in English and is different than speaking in Arabic. The techniques that you're going to use are the same. They're the same. It's just you might be doing it in a different language. It does, it, because I'm going to speak in Arabic doesn't mean that I do something that I'm going to speak in English. The words are different. The techniques of presenting stay the same. Third thing, and this is, this is another really important thing to keep in mind as you're thinking about what we're going to do. The third thing is, I'm talking in a very generalized situation here. 
speaking is not generalized. <laughs> this is the problem. There's a, a format that you want to speak to. There's a way that you're going to organize your talks that follows through and everything. But how you speak to people depends on the audience. And you need to know your audience. So what does that mean? It means if you're speaking to a group of ZU students, that's probably different than you're going to speak to a group of business leaders from Ajman. It's probably different than you're going to speak to a group at the Dubai Women's Club. It's probably different than the way you're going to speak to a group of seven-year-olds at a school. Now, here's the thing, and I try to do this every semester, is I, I love to go and present content to different groups of people. So I, I love going to schools and talking about, for instance, uh, understanding media literacy. So media criticism. So I teach a media criticism course. It's really media literacy. How do you understand what's going on in different media contexts? So I'll go and I'll teach this course. I'll go and do a lecture to a grade three class or a grade two class. The reality is I teach the exact same stuff to that class that I do at ZU. Take same content. I even use the same PowerPoints. And I go and teach it to this grade two, grade three class. The only thing that changes is the way I present the material. The material stays the same. The presentation changes. And that's what you need to, you're, you, you, a really important part of what we're doing is realizing you have to understand your audience and then figure out, okay, how am I going to get into their heads? How do I have to talk? How do I have to dress? How do I have to look? How do I have to... All of those things could change. The content doesn't change. So understanding your audience and, and, and formatting your presentation technique for that audience becomes very important. And again, if you know your content and you know your audience and you know, you've got some strategies to help yourself get warmed up, I call it getting warmed up. I call speaking a show. I like to call it putting on my show. And, and it, when I think about that, when I think about it like that, then I'm, I'm usually good to go, but it takes time. So stress becomes important and that we'll, we'll spend some time looking at. Here's essentially, let me just move something out of my site here. Here's essentially what the course is all about. Five points. Point number one, there's the 90-10 rule. Now you've heard me say now at least four times that there's a process to speaking. There's a formula. And as soon as you get used to the formula, and as soon as you, you get into your stride with the, with the different pieces that go into it, the easier it gets. But one of the key things you want to remember as you embark on this journey of becoming, and, and let's, let's be honest, what's your goal out of this course? So here, here's the other thing to keep in mind. As, as we're talking about this, and, and I know that you, so we've gone through why you're here. This is good. I mean, uh, A, you want to get an A. I mean, let's, let's be honest. Everyone wants an A. It's possible to get an A, but the, the real big important part of what we're doing involves you. So it's, it's you talking. It's you going through this process. It's you putting things together and, and doing it. That's, that's the big thing. And, and let, let's be honest, I, my, my goal is to make you an awesome speaker, not just a good speaker. I, no, I mean, good is a C. <laughs> Everyone's a good speaker. Who wants to be a good speaker? Who wants to be a great speaker? Who wants to be a very good speaker? No, you want to be a, the awesome speaker. My goal every time I get up and, and speak is I want to be the best speaker in the room. That's my goal. And if I'm at a meeting with my colleagues at, in, in, at the university, when I open my mouth, when I put the mic on, I want to be the best speaker in the room 
every time. doesn't matter if I'm only saying one word. I want to be the best speaker. I want to sound the best. I want to be the person people remember every single time. That's my goal. That's what I work for. <laughs> That's what I work on doing. It's, it's very possible because A, people are nervous. B, people don't practice their craft. And the thing to remember is most people don't hear you. So in this class, we're going to hear you talk a lot. You're going to talk every single class. You're going to do four great speeches that we're all going to listen to. So we're going to hear you speak all the time. You're going to, you're going to listen. You're listening to me speak. You'll see every class. I sound the same. I use the same techniques. I use the same vocal variety. I use the same pauses. I use the same kind of gestures you'll see me using. Always the same. No one notices you do things the same unless they hear you speak a lot. No one hears you speak a lot. In this class, yes, but in a normal everyday class that you're going to attend, a question, a little presentation, that's it. The teacher does all the talking. You get into a group, you do something. No one hears you speak over and over and over and over and over again. So if you were to use the same formula and pattern to speak every time you speak, no one would notice that you're doing the same thing over and over and over again. Content changes, the how you present doesn't change. What you're talking about does, the how doesn't. And when you get used to a format and you get used to the breaks and things and you get used to a little, uh, some vocal styles and you get used to some kind of pause things and etc. keep using them. If they're comfortable and they work, keep using them. So five things, and I, I want to go back to this slide here, five things that become important that you want to remember. The first thing, 90-10 rule. Nine, and this is, this is kind of counterintuitive to what we think about with content, but it, it is truly, it truly applies to everything that you will do and every presentation that you're going to do. Not just here, but every, anywhere. 90% of what you do when you're speaking is a show. 90% of it is the how. So it's the getting up. Everything is part of your speech. So it's a little bit different when we're talking video, but hey, you know what? I've, I've, I've got my background. I've, I've picked this background very specifically. I've moved my desk so you, you, know, you can see the background for a very particular reason. <laughs> and, this, and, and so you choose everything. I've chosen the shirts that I'm going to wear. I've chosen everything about how, you know, I've, I've chosen my hairstyle today. So it's, it's all part of the show. How you speak, the speed that you speak, the fact that you might speed up, the fact that you might pause, the fact that you're like, oh, I've got this story I want to tell. If you've ever taken, if so, if you've ever, if you had me for multiple classes, and, and so last semester, for instance, I had students who were in, in a morning class, and then they had me in the afternoon for public speaking. And one thing they noticed is I would try things in my presentation style in the morning class, and if it worked, I would use it in the afternoon class. So not what we were talking about, but how I was presenting it. That's the show. How are you presenting that material? How are you pausing? When are you talking really fast? When are you going, oh, I've got this really exciting thing, and <sighs> didn't quite work the way I thought it would. That's the show. 90% of what you do when you present is the show. The visuals, the, the sound that you might use, the video that you might use, how you transition in out of that video, how you get up to start speaking the first things you say all of that is to show 10% is the content 
And when you think about it, think about the presentations that you've done in communication or in psych or in other things. Think about the presentations that you've done. If you've presented a term paper, have you presented every single word from the term paper? No, you've presented a small little window of the information. And that window of the information is probably about 10% of the content. The rest of it is all of that other stuff that, that is the detail that you go into at another time. And those presentations are much shorter. So in, in any context, 90% of what you're doing is that stage. And, and the front of the class is the stage. 90% is how you do it. 10% is the content. So it's, it's the, the, the important point to think here is it's not just what you're saying, but it's how you're saying it. And you want to pay a lot of attention to the how you say it. Now, again, the, the PowerPoints that we see it, and we will talk about using visuals. We're not going to use the visual, any visuals for our first talk. Let's, let's work at talking and then we'll start adding visuals. But the, the typical PowerPoints that I see at ZU are horrible. They're the worst PowerPoints in, that I've ever seen in my life. My, my colleagues use some of the worst PowerPoints that I've ever seen in my life. It's, they're, they're deadly. The death by PowerPoint, it's, it's not even death. It's like, please don't show me those things. It's horrible. Why? And, and the, the, the reality is I often say to people when they put up, you know, here's my outline, here's this. I say, you know what? Honestly, give it to me on a piece of paper and give me something meaningful on the PowerPoints because I can read. I don't need you to put the entire content of what we're going to do on a piece of, you know, up on the PowerPoint. Use the PowerPoint for something meaningful. Give me the text if you want me to read it. And so I think a lot of people misuse a lot of the ways they do things. So you want to, we're going to play with that. And, and how do we make the content stick better? Second thing that's really important is you will not get better at anything without practicing. And I don't mean one time or two times. It's like, you have to be a perfectionist here. You have to get it exactly the way you want it. And I don't advocate memorizing. I think memorizing works. I think you got to know what you're going to say. And, and the reason I don't advocate memorizing is, is you've, we've all seen memorized speeches. There's a difference between having really practiced something and memorized it. A memorized speech, what happens? You've seen people do it. They get up, they start talking. Today we're going to talk about the, the issues with Freud and how Freud's theories can be misjudged and misused in uh, modern psychology process. Okay, and then, the, and then they get going, 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 and then, and then the student is standing there and, the, and they look at them, can I start again? Because they've memorized it and they've lost their spot. And if you've memorized and lost your spot, you're forced then to rewind the tape Till you get to a point where you remember and then you can start again but you can't just pick up we go thank you <laughs> so the important point here is you need to practice you need to practice 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 until you're really comfortable with what you're saying but it's not just comfortable with the words it's comfortable with how you're doing it and when you practice 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 and you're comfortable with the pausing and the way you're saying things and the words that are coming out, th that makes a really good speech. The, the challenge is there's going to come a point where you go, I'm getting bored of this. Huh? And, and it's like, then you got to practice just a little bit more until you've got that show, until you know it. And, and remember that you might know it like the back of your hand, but the other folks who are listening to you, they've never heard the speech before. So you've got to give them, it's like they're the first time. So practice is really important. And the, the, the sad reality is, I watch a lot of students practice speeches and they do this. So they, first of all, they write it down. 
which is fine. And you, you know, you, you're in a situation where I'm not going to see you. So you can write your speech. You could write your speech down. And I encourage, well, yeah, I, I always write my speeches down to start. A red speech is a red speech. You know, if you read it, not in the color red, but if you read a speech and it sounds right, that's a terrible speech. Now, someone would say, yeah, but what if I read my speech and I make it sound like I'm not reading it? In order to do that, that's a lot of practice. And hey, I'm game with that. The reality is you want to be able to apply these skills when you're not trying to, not in a video conference situation or you're not in a situation where you're, you can't be seen. So put the time in, work on this and, 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 and do what you need to do. But I often write my speeches down and then as I'm practicing them, as I'm saying them, I, I change it. I modify it. I work on the, the pieces. And that's really important. Now here, when I say write the speech down, here's the challenge you face. If I, if I said to you, okay, I want you to take one minute and I want you to write down what you're going to say because we're going to do a one minute presentation in a minute. Uh, and I want you to write it down. What are you going to do? I'll tell you what you're going to do. Everyone is going to, they're going to go, okay. They're going to, they're going to look down at their piece of paper. And you're going to start writing. Mistake. Don't do it. Yes, write, but write the words saying them. Tip number one. I hope you're writing this down. Do it in your head. When you write your speeches and you write what you're going to say, especially for this, this context and if you're going to present something, write it saying it out loud. Because the way you speak and the way that you write a term paper and the way that you write things are different. When we speak, we use shorter syllables, we use shorter sentences. If you write your speech in your head onto the piece of paper, it's never the way you actually say it. So write it as you're saying it out loud. Hear the words coming off your lips. Write them down. And then you kind of, you're, doing a little, you're doing a little audio editing at that point. So you're hearing it. You're changing it. You can change things all the time. Now, when I say practice, 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 a good speech probably has about 30 times you've done it. In my own, my own world of, of speaking, when I do a speech and I'm practicing it, uh, I will practice that speech probably 30, 40 times. And every time I make a mistake, so maybe I stumble on a word or a word doesn't work or I didn't do it the way I wanted, at that point when I've made an error, I start again from the beginning and go through the whole process to, to and I've had times when I get right to the end. You know, a four minute speech, all of your speeches are gonna be four minutes in this course. Every speech you're gonna do is four minutes long for the assessments. But I've done, I've been working on speeches where it's three minutes, 50 seconds, and then I make a mistake. Back to the start. Start again and do it again. So when I say practice, it's getting used to that flow. And, and the more you practice it, the more you get to know it. So what happens is, let's say you're now doing the speech in class and something interrupts you. You pause, you laugh, you remember something, and then you can pick up and keep going because you know the speech. So it's, there's a difference between knowing and memorizing because you just know your content and you can keep going. So practice is really important. And again, we'll, we'll go through all these things a lot. Uh, forget the old. Now, this is, this is the hardest part is, is that we have been conditioned and we're very comfortable in how we present things and how we produce things. I, I honestly want to see spectacular presentations. I want to hear 
spectacular presentations. I want to hear TED quality. That's my goal. TED quality. Uh, and, and, you know, not TEDx quality. TEDx quality. Okay. I've, I've done TEDx's. I've organized TEDx's. I've spoken at TEDx's. I don't want TEDx quality. I want TED quality. T-E-D. TED.com. I want that quality of presentation. I want the, I want the real McCoy. And I, I think you can do that. And materials that I'll share with you and things that we'll do here are well, a lot of it based on that. We'll share some of the stuff that Chris Anderson's done. We'll share some of the stuff from the TED Speaking Guide. You, you can do that. And my, my kind of thing is that for me is, is what I would love to see all of our presentations like when, uh, when we are looking at how we, how we see things at school. That to me is, is, is kind of important. And I'm not sure why we don't. I'm not sure why all talks aren't like a TED talk. All presentations aren't like a TED, TED talk because I've seen scientific talks. I've seen other things. So we want to get the, that quality of talk. And that's what you're working towards. And again, it's just practice. And it's forgetting some of the old ways that we've done things and saying, okay, I can do it this way. And, and it works. And, and so I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Final point we talk about the being it's a show i mean you're you're having some fun you're putting it together and you want to be thinking about the fact that it's it's how you're doing it that becomes important not just what you're saying but how you're saying it and you can have some fun doing that and and that that becomes the, the interesting part of what we're doing you create your own problems this is really important is is as you get more comfortable and as you get you get into what we're doing we, we just start adding more things that we, we want to get rid of. So we want to we wanna think about how do we put things together? How do we put our talks together? How do we play with our vocals? How do we, how do we make our, our content of the quality that keeps people's attention? What's the difference between the way people typically present and the typical way you watch things on YouTube? Why do people watch YouTube stuff yet dread going to a presentation? So let's let's create our content so that it mimics YouTube. Well, what that what's what's YouTube do that most presentations don't don't do? They don't do a good show. So make your talk like a YouTube talk. Very possible. So where does this leave us? This becomes the important part of the course. This is what everyone wants to know. It's all in the syllabus. So you have four presentations that you're going to do, and this is the tough part. This is the tough part, is these four presentations are one after another because we only have five weeks of class. So this week is, is our intro week. This is the week we get started, but you have your first speech coming up next week, and all of the speeches are on Thursdays. So a week Thursday will be the informative speech. The following week, oh, sorry, the, the introductory speech will be uh, week Thursday. Following Thursday, the informative speech. Following Thursday, the persuasive speech. Following Thursday, your motivational speech. So you've got, you've got these four speeches that you're going to be doing, and it requires you to be thinking about them, to be practicing, to be asking questions, to be trying things. You, you want to be in class because we're going to do a lot of, of uh, little exercises in class where you speak about stuff, and 
you, as you're speaking after that in class, I'll, I'll give you some critique. I'll give you some, some tips, but those tips apply to everyone. And that's, I think that's the beauty of, of what we do in the class is that there's two things that are happening and that one of them is counterintuitive. The one of the counterintuitive things is I want you to borrow style from those people who are doing it great, whether it be something we watch in a video, whether it be something that I'm doing, whether it be something that another student does, borrow that style. If they've got a technique of saying something, of going into a pause, of introducing an example, you can borrow that. You're allowed. You, you can't borrow the words, but you can borrow the way. Uh, so every Thursday, Maha, every Thursday, is a speech day. No speech this Thursday. This Thursday, there's no speech. But after that, every single Thursday, there's a speech till the end of class. So that's, uh, that is unfortunately in a five-week course, that is how we go. And then we've got uh, little quizzes that happen the rest of the days. And they all, they all start next week. So 7th, 9th, 14th, 16th, 21, 23, 28, 29. So we've got those. The speeches themselves are worth 20% of your grade. So that's quite a, a big chunk. The final one, so three speeches worth 20%. The final speech is worth 30% of your grade. And, you know, it's, you know what, you know what's there. What do you got to do? Think about it, practice, apply and do it. This is the, the key thing. The topics for your speeches, the themes for the speeches are here. So speech one is an, an introductory speech. The theme of your speech, this is the real me. Now, every speech is four minutes long. That's your goal, four minutes. You need to hit four minutes. And you would say, well, can I, can I do a little shorter? No, your, your job is to hit four minutes long. And so you want to practice. Well, so what's four minutes long? Three words a second, typically, is if you're speaking at three words a second, that's the, the typical pace that you want to work at. And you might go a little bit faster. You might go a little bit slower, some vocal variety. You want to speed things up. I'm going to go through the, the, the pattern of how you want to organize things. But I've, I'm giving you your four topics. So the first speech, informative speech or introductory speech, this is the real me informative speech. So you're informing someone of how to do something. This is how it is done. Third speech is a persuasive speech. You want to get people to start or do something or create an action, just start. And the final speech is a motivational speech. Dream, do, be is the theme for that. So the, the challenge that we all face, that you face is, oh, what am I going to do? So you, you want to start thinking now about, okay, and what, what kind of topic can I do? What do I want to talk about? What's the golden rule with talking when we start talking about a speech? What's, what have I already said? Who wants to jump in? The best speeches that you're going to do and the way to help alleviate stress is to talk about what? Who wants to jump in? Anyone? Who wants to jump in? Maha? Aisha? Miriam? What's the key? What do we got to do? Aya, Ur, what do we got to do? So you've got these topics, at which point you're probably right now looking at them going, oh man, what am I going to talk about? This is the real me. This is how it is done. Just start. Dream do be. What am I going to do? 
what's the key to doing any of those speeches and to doing them well? What's the what's one thing that you got to be thinking about? Taya, anyone who wants to jump in? Really, there's no bad um, answer. Who, oh, okay. Know your content. Know your content. So, what does that mean? And if you got to know your confident confidence, yeah, know if you know your content, you're going to be confident. So, knowing your content, what does that mean about each of those topics? What do you what have you got to do? But what's going to create doubt in your mind? Scared to stutter? Can I talk? Yeah, yeah, sure. Go go ahead, Maha. What would it be? Um, I think what my people say about us. So you know what? You're right on there. It's not, it's it's what people might say. You're we're thinking, oh, what if it doesn't interest people? What if they don't care? What if they find it boring? What if they it's the what if statements that we start acting and saying in our head? Here's the reality. I could talk to you for, for four minutes about this juice. Do you care about juice? Maybe not. Are you going to go out and make your, your green juice or, your, your, or your, your fruit juice for breakfast based on my instructions? Probably not. Do I care? No. I'm going to tell you all about juice. I'm going to tell you about the, the, the health benefits. I'm going to talk to you about the psychological benefits. I'm going to put it together in a great package. I'm going to share my excitement for it. You're going to, you're going to find it hugely entertaining. You're going to take on a lot of information. Do I care that you might not have been interested in the topic in the first place? No, because I'm going to make you interested in the topic based on what I tell you. And that's what you've got to be thinking about. People are there to listen. They're going to listen, so make it worth their while. And don't let it get into your head, oh, what if people think this is dumb? What if think people think it, it's stupid? What if people think that I don't sound good? The reality is, one, no one wants to get up and talk. And two, we're nosy. Anything that's going on in your life, everyone else wants to know about. How did you choose that Abaya? Oh, how did, why did you, what did you have for breakfast? Why did you have that for breakfast? What did you think about the show? Oh, how did you get to, how did you get here today? Oh, what did you do this? Oh, what do you have, what kind of phone do you use? Why do you use that phone? What kind of makeup do you use? Why, why do you wear that? How do you, what kind of brush do you use to apply? The millions of things that we do, just think about when you see people out and people walk into a room and what do people do? They're, oh, what's he wearing today? Mm-hmm. What's she wearing? Oh, look at that hairdo. We're nosy. We're interested in everything. So when you're looking at your topics, and you start thinking about these things, what you need to not do is go, oh, people are going to find that boring. You're going to explain it. You're going to share the stories. You're going to build it together. And people are going to be interested. Your job is through how we package it, how you do the show. That's what's going to to work. What I'm not interested in, as I've said here, put it in, is I'm not interested in the old ZU, ZU presentations. I've, I've seen those. I have classes with them. They're horrible. I don't, we don't want those. The, our goal is to create the presentations that everyone goes, wow, that's amazing, and, and take those with us as we, we move forward. And again, that's the beauty of this course. I, I, I say this to students all the time. I, I help people professionally do this. So I'll take this exact course that we're do, now doing in five weeks and do it in one day, maybe two days with someone who's going to go do their presentation, a CEO or someone who's going to go do a pitch and I'll help them with their pitch. I'm not helping them with the content, although sometimes I help them take content out and I'm helping them with how they present the content. This is the same stuff that you're going to do once you leave ZU. So you already got a head start and it's just about, you can keep getting better and better and better and better and just by practicing and applying the skills. What am I ultimately going to be looking at and what do you want to be thinking about as you're doing any speech is this. What kind? These are all the things 
that I'm looking at. These are all the things that I'm thinking about as you're producing these four-minute speeches. I'm looking at vocal components, non-vocal components. I'm looking at the introduction. I'm looking at the middle part of your speech. I'm looking at the conclusion. And I'm asking myself, okay, are all of these things here? Is it organized? Is it logical? Are there main points? Do they match what you said? Do you, do you have, are you supporting them with examples, with ideas? Is there, are there, there sources to what you're saying? So if you're, if, you know, and, and this is really important because you're, we're not just in, in many cases making these up off our heads. We, we've, we've got an idea and we want to support it. We want credibility that's beyond just us. So if someone else is talking about these things, so again, we, we, we've got a lot, we don't have lots of time, but we have time that we'll, we'll play with this. But on the right hand side of, of this, document we have the show we have all the the show part that that we're looking at and that that becomes you know that's that's this stuff this is all the show and then we've got introduction body and conclusion and i gotta tell you this this little thing here this conclusion that's an area that people just fail miserably generally when they do speeches they don't bring it together. And, and, a, and, and a really good speech is built on the premise and the reality that people really aren't listening. And I think that's another thing to keep in mind. For, for the most part, people tune out in the middle of speeches. They, they get distracted. There's lots of noise that goes on. And the noise could be in your head or on the exterior and you miss something. The conclusion becomes really important and in that it tells us what did we, what did we just hear and what do you want me to do with it? Like, what was the purpose of that speech? So a conclusion is a really important portion of what you're doing in bringing that all together. And, and most, for most speeches that I hear, not necessarily in this course, this course people get really good at it, but generally speaking, people don't conclude well. They don't remind us. So, you know, and, and for me, I, I use a couple of techniques. I'll say, so what, what do we know? And, and often, so I'll go from my main body of what I'm saying, and then I'll pause and say, so what's the take home? We know this, we know that, we know this, which reminds us from the body part, the three main points. And then what have we got to do? We need to do this. You need to do that. And if we do all that, we can be better. That's what we know. Boom. And it's a, a nice, sweet, wrapped up conclusion. There's different ways to do it. You want to you, you wanna get good at your way. I have a couple of ways that I like to do them and away we go. Now, here's, here's the other piece. So you've got all this. So you, again, there's no, nothing's hidden here. I'm not hiding anything from you when you say, well, what are you looking at in the speech? I'm looking at this stuff. Like, that's it. That's what I'm looking at. That's what I'm listening for. And your job is to construct this four minute thing that is going to be that, that introductory speech, that informative speech, that persuasive speech, that motivational speech, four minutes, that is, is using all of these things to the max, that is creating this show that's going to keep people in, enthusiastic, but is following a format that has an introduction, that has a body, that has a conclusion, and, and, and works all in four minutes. And so we're, we're looking, I'm looking at these things to sort of bring it all together. Again, is it, is it hard? No. What's the challenge of doing this? Time. Time is, is the, the thing that's, that's, that's important. And 
because this course is not like other courses. So what, what am I going to expect from you on, on a Thursday? Not this Thursday, but next Thursday, and then the next Thursday, and then the next Thursday, and then the next Thursday. Is I'm going to want two things from you. First, you're going to do a speech on the Thursdays. And they're worth 20, 20, 20, 30% of your grade. Second thing is you're going to need to load the content of the speech. You're going to need to load the hard copy of speech into Blackboard so I can read it. I want to be able to see it too. Now, a lot of people say, oh, does it have to be exact? No, you, you could change your speech as you're doing it, but I want to have a general sense of where your speech is going. I want to have the, the, the hard copy of that speech loaded in so that we, we can get a look at that. So it's, it, 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 you know, it, the, the challenge is, and the challenge that you face, especially if you're taking multiple courses, is this is, it's not about going and, and doing a bunch of readings. It, this course, for the most part, is, is really about you practicing and putting this together. So when do I want the written part? Before the speech. So it, your speech could change, but it's not going to be two different speeches. But you want to have the written component loaded into Blackboard before your speech. You want it that morning. You, you've, got all, you've got all sorts of time, but not after. You want it before. So you've got you've to you really work on that. Uh, just little things that we want to keep in mind. So you want to, you know, the, the text must be loaded to Blackboard before the speech is presented. If you've got references, you know, the, the way you talk about references and the way you put references are different, different things. So think about that as well. Quizzes will all happen in Blackboard. So what we'll do is we'll, I'll say, okay, open up your Blackboard and I'll, I'll enable a quiz for you. They're often very simple. Uh, true and false, multiple choice. I might ask you to write something. Um, not usually too much of that. I usually have, I just want to reference back to things we've been talking about to make sure you're thinking about it and, and putting it on you know, and, and putting it forward. There's no makeup quizzes. So if you, if you miss a quiz, if you miss a speech, you missed a speech, you missed a quiz. There's nothing. There's, if you're not there to do it, you don't do it. So you want to make sure that you're, you're there to do these things. And they're not hard. They're just, again, reinforcing things that we talk about. And, and really what becomes the challenge here for you and what differentiates this course right now from say a typical semester is is a it's a lot faster and during a typical semester you have just more time to sort of get into the groove and to get into the motions whereas now you've got to do this very you got to be very focused you got to say okay what's my goal and and literally i i mean i i i'm i'm kind of silly about these things i love i love these things i put it on i i put this on my computer and say going to be an awesome speaker. Simple. I want to be the best speaker. I put that up and I just keep telling myself, I'm going to be the best speaker. Now, can I organize my speeches? Yes. Do I ever talk about stuff I don't know? Never. And you might say, what? Really? And stuff that I do talk about, I always research the heck out of. So I know everything about it so that I can, I can talk in detail about those things. So you know, it's, it's the, the, the reality of this course is it becomes up to you to do it. There, you, you know, and this is the kind of the crazy thing is like you can read and read and read and read and you're going to watch speeches and you're going to hear other people. You will never get better at public speaking unless you speak and unless you, you take on some critique and, 
and when we offer that critique, when other students or myself, because I'll offer you critique all the time. I'm not picking on you, but it's, I want you to be better. In order to do that, you've got to say, okay, yeah, I can do that. And when you, when you do it again, it's like, ah, stop and, and restart things or work on it. And every class, we're going to review stuff. Every class, we're going to talk about stuff. Every class, we're going to go over things. And there, there is a textbook, and there are things that I will load up. How do you get this to go here? Does it click? Oh, yeah, maybe it does. Somewhere. Oh, yeah, there we go. So there is a textbook. I, I use this one. It's an online virtual text that you can download. So if you go, you know, you'll see the different uh, things. And if you click on it, you can download the PDF in color or black and white. I like it. It works. And I'll, I'll augment it with some other materials that are online things and some TED Talks that I like to, to use. Some of them are good. Some of them are bad. But ultimately, what I will keep giving you examples of things. Now, here's, here's that important thing. And I want to say this again. Your goal is not to copy word for word, another speech. And I, you know, and you could do that. I mean, you could, why would you? I don't know. It's, it's, it's cheating. It's, it's against everything in our fabric to do, and it's not our own. And you'll eventually get caught. If I don't catch you, someone will, and it, it's just not worth it. But you could be inspired by things. And I, I love the inspiration. So if you, if you see, for instance, some of the TED Talks I'm gonna show you, the way they present things, the way they talk about things, that might be inspiration for your own presentation. The way I'm talking about something, the mannerisms that I'm using, the, the, the way of delivering it, the pausing, that might be something you're going, hey, I want to I want to try that in my next talk or as I'm practicing. And if it works, keep doing it. And if it doesn't work, get rid of it. But you might be inspired by other things. So do them, take them. The talks that work, use those things. And... It's, it's little things. It's, it's the little things that are going to make your talk better. So speaking with a bit of a smile makes your voice sound better. Not talking so fast, that's going to make it better. The, what, what, the, and then there's, of course, one, the number one thing that if you stop doing that right away, which is our goal today, we're going to stop doing it and we're not going to do it ever again, ever. Your, your speaking will instantly be differentiated from most other people and be better. What's the one thing we're going to stop doing today? We heard quite a bit of it during our talking already. Who wants to jump in with a guess? Anyone? One thing that we don't want to do. We've got to stop doing it. Most people do it. It's horrible. It drives me insane. That's why I've got gray hair. Presentations? No, no, no. No, what, uh, no presentation. What, what aspect of the presentation? No, it's just it's just when we're talking. People do this when they talk. Stop uh, reading from what? Uh, so I, you know, this is so yeah. But so this is one of the things that 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 we want to keep in mind is so when I get up and do a speech, it's funny, right? Because four minute speech, anyone can learn a four minute speech. Like, let's face it, if you haven't, if you know, I I always so when I get up to do a speech because I'm paranoid, right? I'm paranoid of anything going wrong. So here's my typical thing. I'll give you some insight. So first of all, whenever I'm going to do a speech, I never eat breakfast. I know I love breakfast. Not, I never eat breakfast before I do a speech. And I'll often show up at a place where there's going to speech. And you know, if you show up at the university, they have little sandwiches and little quads. I eat nothing because I'm paranoid of getting sick before I do a talk. And I'm paranoid of something getting caught in my throat so that I'm, you know, like, you know, so I never eat anything. 
Second, I'm paranoid of forgetting my speech or forget. So I always have cue cards. I usually use post-it notes and I put them in my pocket. And I always have the full text of the speech in my pocket, just in case. I never use them, but it's always just an in-case thing. You, you don't, you mean, if you've, you've seen people read speeches, if they're reading a speech, they don't know the speech. I, I don't, I'm, I'm not a big fan of people reading speeches. I think there's a place and a time to read them. It, it doesn't usually sound very natural if they read the speech. And, and that's the other thing. You always want your speeches to be talking with a, the, the group, even with an audience, even though you're talking at them, but you want it to sound more personal, like you're talking with and you're talking at. No one likes being talked at. No one likes being lectured, but that's not it. Um, anyone else got a thing? So, but that's a good, that's a good one. I like that, but you, you, you'll get over that. What else? What, what would be the one thing? It's really simple. Think really basic. Think, I think, yeah. I think, uh, when they stop talking and uh, they keep using, um, you just did um, it twice. Yeah. So Fatma, you, yeah. yes, yes, that's it. I Oh, it drives me nuts. Yeah. It drives me nuts. How many ums and ahs have I, I uh, me too. How many have I used in the last hour and 27 minutes? Almost not that much, I think. None. None, yeah, none. None. There's been, except the ones that are on purpose, the, uh, no ums, no, uh, yeah. how many, yeah, yeah, yeah. how many times have we gone to a lecture and I sit in on some of my colleagues, I have to leave. Two things I still, I've sit in on a colleague and, and this one colleague always goes, Yanni, um, Yanni, Yanni. So the first problem is every time the person does that, I think of Yanni, the, the organist from Greece, Y-A-N-N-I, yeah. look it up online, you'll see. So if instantly I'm thinking Yanni. And second of all, it just drives me nuts because all they're doing is filling the gap. And when we as speakers are talking, there's, there's a psychological thing going on, and I, I, I don't know the theory, but I'll look it up, or the psychology students will look it up. We, as human beings, don't like silence in a conversation. So as we're talking, and we'll be talking, and then you're talking to someone, and that person will go, so I went um, out to the movies yesterday, and um, we got some popcorn, um, and uh, then we waited, and uh, all they're doing is filling the space between the next sentence. When really, if they just left it out, so we went to the movies and we waited and we got some popcorn and then we waited a little bit longer. And if they just leave the um and the ah, that, that all those fillers, there's a lot, I call them filler words because we don't like silence. If you leave them out, you instantly sound better because most people put them in. Or you... You'll get, you'll get professors like, and they'll say, so I went to um, get something like, and um, like, like, um, or, or they'll, the other ones people use, you know, you know, so it's really important, you know, that uh, we do this and, uh, and, and that's how people talk. They put them all in. Don't use them. Now, how do you not do that? It's, 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 it's mind blowing. How do you not do it? Slow down when you talk. If you slow down when you talk, just a little bit. Now, this is the other thing. So when we're, we're going to do our speaking, yes, you want to, if we go back here, and so let me just bring the screen back here. So as we're doing our public speaking, yes, you want to make sure that you have 
vocal variety. It's really important that you have vocal variety. That's the stuff here. You want to make sure that you have these kind of things happening. So that means you talk faster, you talk slower, you talk louder, you talk softer. But generally speaking, you talk at a, at a much slower pace than you typically have a conversation. Three words a second is the goal. That's, that's the gold standard of about the speed overall that you're talking. Then you speed it up and you slow it down, but then you get back to about three words a second pace. That three words a second pace is typically a little bit shorter, a little bit slower than you usually talk if you were talking to a group of friends. It's a little bit slower. If you talk just a little bit slower, you can hear, and it's the weirdest thing, and you'll, you'll start to get it. You can hear the ums and the ahs and the like and all of those things. You can hear them coming because we do them all the time. And if you hear it coming, you cannot do it because you know, because you, you hear it. You, it's, it's almost like it's, it's like knocking on you. They're like, they're, they're, they're their own little things. They're just, they're, they're, I call them like, they're, they're, they're little, they're little jokers. They're little jokers who just jump around. They just, their, their goal is to get onto your, into your sentences, but you cannot let them in. And it just takes a little practice once you slow down and once you're paying attention to them. So if you're speaking fast, the problem is then you're talking and your mind can't keep up to your lips and, and it's all happening really quickly. And then, um, comes in because I'm thinking and, um, slow down. If you'd forget what you're saying, pause, keep going. Now, here's the other beauty. Remember, I, I so you want to stop saying those things. As soon as you stop doing them, you instantly, if you change nothing else in your speaking, just by not doing that, you sound better. You sound more professional. You sound more confident. It just sounds better. And so many people do it that you just sound better than them. And as, long, as soon as you're differentiated from other people, like, oh, that girl who was in the interview yesterday, oh, she sounded so confident. Why did she sound confident? Because you weren't going, um, 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 uh, yani, um, uh, whatever the filler words are in Arabic when you're speaking in Arabic, don't do them. Whatever they are in English, don't do them. Just keep them out. You'll hear them. It's easy. And away you go. It takes, it's just practice because we, we've been doing it for a long time. Here's the other kind of interesting thing. As I've said, people don't know you're nervous unless you tell them you're nervous. And for the most part, you never look nervous. You might, your voice might shake a little bit. You'll get a little, we'll get better. Don't worry. It takes some time, but you get better at it as you do it. And as you become more confident in the process of, of speaking. The, the other thing is, inevitably, you forget what you want to say. Now, if you've memorized it, you're done for because then you've got to rewind it. But if you forget what you want to say and you know your speech, and let's say, you know, I've just got nervous, and I know I'm on my second point, my second example, I take a look at my cue card, oh yeah, this, I want to go into that third example. Easy. You've, you've taken a little pause, and you keep going. The other little trick I love to use is whenever I get up to speak, I always, so remember, I don't eat anything, and I always have a bottle of carbonated water. I bring my own. Always carbonated water. I never drink it, but I always like to have it. And if ultimately I forget what I'm going to say, I can buy at least five seconds of time by taking my carbonated water, unscrewing the cap, taking a sip, putting the cap on and putting it down, allowing me A, to have a little drink of water, which I don't really need, but using that whole process to buy some time to remember where I am. No one faults someone for having a sip of water and away I go. 
And does anyone think that I forgot what I said? No, they just think I needed a drink of water. I said, oh, hold on. <clears throat> One second. Put it down. You see? No ums, ahs, no fear. And now inside, I'm like, I'm on fire. I'm in fear. So <gasps> outside, I'm just putting it together. And I know my speech, right? Because I've done it 30 times. Easy. So it's, again, it's practicing things. It's more and more. And again, that's where it comes back to you. Unlike other courses where, you know, you read something, ah, I've got it. Sort of, this is all about you practicing and putting this into it. You've got to be the ultimate critique, the critic of what you're doing. Let me see. Do we have anything else I want to put up on the screen here? Um, great. We got this. All right. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, good. So we got a couple of things that I'm going to want you to do. So I've got, I've got two things at the end, but we're going we're gonna to do a little speaking ourselves right now. The first thing is, this is a great, I'm not going to, you can go and watch this video after. It is actually a really good video. Now, you might be going, hold on, I'm, you're not singing. You're not a singer. But it's really important often that you warm up, you're going to get up on stage and that you warm up your voice to speak. And we, we kind of forget that part of our show, oh, look at that, there's a spelling error there. That's not good. I'm going to fix that. Uh, we, as you, you get into doing these things, there are lots of different techniques to help get over the nerves. And one of those techniques is just warming up your voice and warming up the fact that you're going to get up there and speak. And, you know, when, when I'm doing these things, I usually 25, 30 minutes before I'm walking around, I'm, I'm saying my speech out loud. I'm listening to it. I'm seeing how it feels. I'm breathing. I'm doing some relaxation exercises. This video, this choral warm-up, is a great video about how to warm up your voice and just some great trip tricks and tips on what to do. And actually they do a full warm up for this choral thing. Singing or not singing, it's your voice is this mechanism that you want to work on. So you want to you want to play with that. And the 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 other thing I I'm going to want you to watch and this is really important is Sarah Jones. And we'll we'll talk about this uh, on Tuesday. But Sarah Jones is a great speaker who embodies the show. When I say putting on a show as a speaker, she embodies the show and in the process of embodying the show, uses and does so many of the things that I just said we don't want to do. But she builds them into her show of speaking. And so I think it's 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 useful as a starting point to get used to and start thinking about and listening to how other people speak and listening to how are they organizing things and listening to how do they get from one point to the next point, to the next point, to the next point. And so I want you to take a look at that for next class. Just click on the video and give it a watch. It's about 18 minutes long. Watch part of it. I, 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 love, I love what Sarah Jones does because again, she is embodies the idea of the show. So when you watch it from the start, put some headphones on and enjoy it. Now, here's here's the other thing that, let me just open up something else. Uh, what do we got here? Uh, annotate. More. Do I have another choice? Uh, 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 okay. Let's. So you have, 
as we've been saying, the other thing I want to introduce you to really quickly, and I just don't see it here. Oh, okay. Let me do it with this. This will work. So the, the other thing I want to introduce us to is essentially what a speech looks like. And as there, this, is, this is pretty easy stuff. So the, your goal is to know it. That is, that is your goal. How are you going to know it? Practice. And, and that's, again, that just comes down to you. I'm the same way. It's our, but I practice everywhere. So if you've ever seen me in the hallways at ZU, you might've seen me mumbling to myself and talking to myself and walking. And maybe sometimes, you know, sometimes when I'm doing talks, I sing them and students have seen me in the hallway and they've kind of laughed at me coming down because I'm singing my talk that I'm going to be producing or doing for my next class. I'm just singing what I'm going to say. I'm just singing it as I'm walking, usually to Taylor Swift themed music, but I'll be singing it. And again, for me, it's just, how do I practice? How do I practice so that I know it, so that I'm really comfortable with it? And then I get into the class, boom, we start going. And I start my show. And I know the content because I've been practicing it. And I know where I'm going. And I know. So you need to know it. You need to practice. And you need to, there's no shortcut to that. There's no, you either know it or you don't. And until you're 100% ready with it, until you can do it, and it sounds like you're talking with us, not at us, it, 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 you're just building it and, and you'll get better and better and better at it. We'll be doing some of that today. Now, the, the reality though is when we're talking about our speeches, there, there's really, when we start thinking about it, so when we start thinking about it, what we want to keep in mind is that we have an introduction and we have a conclusion. Now, the introduction and the conclusion are very important parts. You, all, you also have your introduction to your introduction. That's sort of that, hey, so, as people start talking and they kind of warm up the crowd and then say, so what am I going to talk about? Now, there's two ways to look at your introductions and conclusions. One way is the typical ZUA where they put up that page and says, this is my overview. This is what I'm going to talk about. This is, it's, it's the worst introduction in the world. You, you want to introduce your idea with, with a little bit of, of, of elegance, with beauty, with, with a technique that is fun, with something that is, is getting people's attention. And share with them, why do you care? There's something that I really care about. I care about the environment. I care about juicing. I care about studying. I care about public speaking. I, you, and, and tell us why and what are we going to learn? And what's the process? What are we going to get out of this? Why are you, why are you going to invest the next set of weeks? And why are you going to invest the next set of weeks in this and what are, what are you going to get from it? And so in your introduction wants to share us with a little bit of that. The second part of that is your conclusion. And this is a big issue for so many uh, of us is that when we're doing our speeches, we get to the end and it's like, okay, well, there we go. Thank you. And that's what, you know, here's a typical thing. So you might be talking about the environment and that's why it's important. Thank you. That's not a conclusion. That's a summary statement. That's a, that's a finishing statement. 
That's not a conclusion. Conclusions bring together the entire speech. What did you talk about? Why is it important? You're reminding us of, of the middle parts of the speech. And, and so that becomes something that you really want to be thinking about as you're putting things together. So the introduction and conclusion are two very important parts of your speeches. And while I've said here, and this is really important to keep in mind, while I have said that you need to practice, 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 there's a fine line, as I said, between memorizing and knowing. And memorizing is you know it word for word. Knowing it is you can you can change it, you can modify it, you can add to it, you can take away, you can do it on the fly. That requires over and over and over again doing it, doing it in front of a mirror, doing. And so when I practice my speeches, so I, when I first start doing, I just kind of start doing them so I get used to them. But after about four or five times, I practice them in the clothes I'm going to wear. I practice them in front of a mirror. I want to see what I look like. I want to see what my gestures look like. I want to see what my face looks like. I want to hear it. I'll, I'll use my phone. I'll record it so that I can listen to it after and hear what I sound like. All of these things become become rather important to, to where we're going. The, the thing with the introductions and conclusions, and this is really important, is those for me are always set. So my introduction and my conclusion, I have the two of them. I know I said don't memorize stuff. I always memorize my, my introductions and conclusions never change. So for my speech, no matter how things are going to go, my introduction is usually set. It's not free formed. It's not, oh yeah, I've practiced, practiced, practiced. No, no, it's, it's the same introduction all the time for that, that particular topic. Conclusion is the same thing. It's the same conclusion. No matter what's going to happen, I'm going to have my set conclusion that in a sense is memorized. I don't advocate memorizing except for introductions and conclusions. And why do I advocate memorizing our introduction and our conclusion? The reason I advocate that whole memorizing thing for an introduction and conclusion is because when I'm looking at the, the, the whole speaking process, when I'm looking at what I'm doing, you're going to be on a time limit. You got four minutes. So what happens if I'm at three minutes and 30 seconds and I've still got a portion of my speech to do? You can't do it. So you've got to bring a little bit of a summary and then you've got to be able to take a breath and get into your conclusion. And it's a set thing. So it, it, it creates for me that little bit of a safety blanket and I know that I'm going to put my, my nice Tiffany bow on the box of my speech. So I'm going to let everyone know what did I want them to listen for? Why is it important? What are the important points? And here it is. Here, this is what you listen to. This is what I want you to do with that information. So that becomes really important to have this, this introduction and this conclusion put together. Those are the parts that are always set for me and that I encourage you to have a, have a set place you're going. The middle part, is typically in the middle three points with examples or stories and those are in the middle so i'm going to have my introduction and then i'm going to have point one with an example or two then i'm going to have 
point two, and then I'm going to have point three, but each of these points is going to have an example or a story that goes with it. And then I'm going to have a conclusion. And all of this, all of this is going to happen in a four-minute window. So as you're, you're planning your speech and as you start thinking about your speech, and I typically plan, work my speeches in blocks, and I, I don't necessarily start at the beginning and work to the end. I start thinking, okay, I want to talk. I, I'll outline it, right? And I'll say, okay, I want to talk about the environment. Now, what do I want to talk about the environment? The environment's a big topic, so I'll narrow it down. I say, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about why recycling bottles is important. So first example might be amount of plastic in the environment. Second point might be what we can do about it. Third point be, might be success stories. Excellent. And then I, I, so I start planning, okay, now how, what do I want to go from there? And, and I start thinking about, okay, how much time do I have? So I know three words a second. I've only got four minutes. If I do a 20 second or so intro and a 20 second or so outro, that's 40 seconds right there. That only leaves me three minutes and, and 20 seconds to do the rest of what I've got to do. So I don't have a lot of time. So it, it allows me that room. And if for instance, what happens if I, I'm, I'm speaking and I get to point three and then I realize, uh-oh, can't do it, point three, because at, at this point, when I've gotten to here, I'm already now at, maybe at this point, I'm at three minutes, 30 seconds. I've only got a four-minute speech. I, can't, I don't want to finish at three minutes, 30 seconds. That's not good. I don't want to go over four minutes. So at three minutes and 30 seconds, I've got one more point to go. I don't have time. So now, if you're like me, my heart's going like this. I'm starting to sweat bullets because I only have 30 seconds left. How do I know I have 30 seconds left? Because I've been timing myself. I'm watching my timer. And I use when I practice, I always have a timer on. So I'm used to it. So I can see the time. So I get used to working with the time. Three minutes, 30 seconds. I have one more point. Here's the beauty. Nobody knows you have one more point except me because I've read your text. I can see your speech. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I'm not, I'm not concerned that you didn't get to point three. What I'm concerned with at this moment, what everyone's concerned with is do you conclude your speech well? So at, at, at point two, it's three minutes, 30 seconds. I've done point two. I've told my first point. I've got it through. I've got my second point. I've got it through. I've had my examples in point two as well. Excellent. I take a breath. I look at the audience. I say, so what's the take home? And I pause and I go into my conclusion. We know this. We know this. We don't start acting now. We're in trouble. Boom. The, or, you know, this is what the environment's like. So it might be an informative speech. I know that this is how much plastic is in the environment. I know that this is what we're doing about it. And I might look at it. We can make a difference. Perfect informative speech. Because an informative speech isn't, is telling us stuff. It's not really asking us to do anything. A persuasive speech is trying to get you to do something. So it's different. But you've got you've to know that if, I, if you don't have the time, that you can go on. This is the basic formula of all speeches that you're going to do for the rest of your life. An introduction, three points, and a conclusion. And each point has one or two stories or examples that go with it. Boom. That's the format. Four minutes, 40 minutes, they all follow the same. A good speech is about three great points that are developing those ideas with a clear introduction and a clear conclusion. If you've got all that going with, for you, then it works. It absolutely can and does work. If you don't do that, then your speech is kind of schlippity schloppity. It's it's it it just kind of it's going here, it's going there. It's like, you know. 
organize the speech so people can follow through. Now, this is the other, the other challenge you're going to face. And this is a big one. The challenge is, you know your speech. And if you're like me and you've been practicing and practicing and practicing so the speech gets better, so you know the speech, you really know it. Your audience doesn't know it. So you've got to remember it's their first time hearing these ideas. So you've got to come at it with enthusiasm. You've got to treat it like they don't know the ideas because you do. That's the show. And that's, you know, nothing to be more confident because you've done it over and over. You've done it for your sister. You've done it for your brother. You've done it for your mother. You've done it for the housemaid. You said, I want you to listen to my speech. Get used to people's reactions so that you know where it's going. And honestly, you can shine. And it's, it's those little things. All right. Do I have any questions now? I've, I've said a lot of stuff for the first class here. Do I have any questions at this point? Does anyone have a question? Anyone have a question? Question? Must be something. Now, here's the other thing. Don't worry. We keep going over this over and over and over and over. And it, it becomes second nature. And it's, it's not hard. The, the reality is it's not hard. You just have to get comfortable with it and play with it. Here's, here's an here's a interesting note. And this one you're going to find funny. So what, what, what is your thoughts of me as a speaker? What, if you were to describe me as a speaker, what would you say? Who wants to jump in? You can be brutal. Confident, loves to talk, all these things. Does that sort of fit the, the key? He knows what he's doing. Full of enthusiasm, very confident, etc., 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 etc. Am I close? Maybe. Sounds about right. Can I talk? Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know. You seem kind of, I don't know, so confident mm. in so, a good way, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, hey, you know what? Speaking's my thing, right? I mean, I, I think it, it's 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 just a show, right? And you can put it on. And this is the thing. If you were to meet me outside of the university, I hate talking. So, if, you know, when you get together with people, and my wife would, would attest to this because... I hate getting together with people. I hate group activities. I don't like going to dinner and I don't like talking to people. So if we're going to dinner and, and things, I don't like talking at all, which would be the opposite thing because people, you know, like you would, you would get the feeling that I would probably like to talk and be good at talking. It's like, I hate it. I hate it. I like to be quiet and listen to people. In fact, I just rather read a book. I'd rather not go out. My wife said, Oh, let's go to dinner with these people. I was like, really, do we have to go? means I have to talk to them. I don't want to talk to people. So it's, it's, it's the show. Get good at your thing. Do it in the context and then let it go and, and be you. But there, there's, a, there's the you that's you and there's the you that's the, the presenter, that public speaking person. Question from Teya, Teyaha, Teya, how do I say that name? Te, Teyahi? Teyaha. Who's coming in here? Taya, 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 Taya. It's a Taya. Yes, Taya. Taya. So your question: Do we have to use PowerPoint for the speech? Not the first one, and but we will use visuals. But we're going to talk about what those mean. And so the typical, one of the typical things is our our typical ZU PowerPoint. They're horrible. Typically, we don't want to use those. So we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about visuals as we're going through these things. And what, what's the better way 
to do things. And, and the reality is, unless a professor tells you exactly what they want, and they, they seldom do, they'll say, oh, I need you to do a group presentation. But they don't tell you what the parts of the presentation have to be. We just assume, oh, well, I need to put my PowerPoint with all of this stuff on it. But they haven't told you what has to be in the PowerPoint. Unless they've told you, you can do anything. And so I'm going to give you some tips on how to do the best presentations possible with the best visuals possible. So that'll be the, uh, the, the, the trick. And, and, and again, these are just things that I expect from my students. And I have some students who present my own classes that aren't this class. Just drive me nuts. It's like, really? Why are you wasting my time? And so we'll, we'll play with that. All right. Do I have any other, any questions, any observations, anything so far? I've talked a lot. I'm, I haven't even had a chance to have my juice. Yeah, I have a question. Fire away. Uh, about the eye contact and the body language, do we have to uh, do it like we would open the cam uh, camera or not? Um, probably not. So this is, for you, this becomes maybe the last one. We'll see. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I didn't open them last time, and we just use things. So for you, it, it, it's, I mean, it, it, probably not, which poses a disadvantage situation, not in this course, but after the course, because body language is so important and body language is one of the things that, that, that has a way of messing up your presentations. Mostly it's too much hand movement and, and we, we talk with our hands and things, but if you can't see it, then you can talk with your hands all you want. It's when you're in front of people, how are you using your hands? And, and so that's in a typical class, that's a really big piece of what we do. Are we going to, so so are we going to do that in this class? Probably not. I mean, you know, honestly, as much as it would be useful, I think given the context of things, I, I'm, I'm not expecting you to turn on your camera so that I'm going to see you. Uh, but you're definitely going to want to be thinking about some of these hand movements and things. And again, it's if I was you when I'm practicing my speeches, I would practice it in the, in the mirror and I would, I would say, okay, I'm my... And, and be, and I'll, so I'll talk about it. And then what you're going to want to do is remember that there is going to come a time when you will stand in front of people and that person who's talking all the time and you see them on the phone and they're talking and they're, yeah, yeah. And they're, that's fine on the phone. But if you're talking to someone all the time and your hands are going like this and then, and you know, it's, it's this and it's this, and it, you're kind of going, oh, stop moving your hands so much. Like, what are you, what are you doing? because they become distracting and remembering that your hands in a presentation context are PowerPoint. So when you're talking, you say, okay, my first point, my second point, and you can keep your hands when you're talking, you can up and then you can get rid of your hand and it goes away. And then you come up my third point and you can pause and then you, you go back. And that's just, that's just the bullet point happening in PowerPoint. And so your hands become very, very specific. So short answer, long, that was a long answer, long answer down to a short answer. Am I going to turn on the microphone at the headphone, the, the, the cameras? No, no, that's not going to be uh, what's going to go on. Uh, someone's going to send you all a thing to make a WhatsApp. Do it. I would. And, and uh, practicing is good. Any more questions about that? And of course you can keep asking them and, and we, we do things after question, 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 question. Oh, all right. Uh, sir? Yes. 
I have a question. Fire away. Uh, so we will, we will use only the microphone to present the speech. Yeah, and visuals with uh, sharing your screen. Okay. Is that too bad? Do you you want to use the the camera? Not just. <laughs> I'm just asking. Yeah. So so in in essentially you'll you'll do a live voice presentation and you'll be using your shared screen. So potentially using a PowerPoint or a keynote or or something. And that, that's probably the way we'll work on things now. So we'll be doing a lot of work with voice and things like that, but not necessarily uh, opening up our cameras. That's, that's not my plan for, for this summer course. And, you know, and, I mean, I, and, and honestly, but we will talk about gestures and things, and you're going to want to try it. You're going to want to practice it and maybe even practice with each other. But that's, it's a big part of public speaking is, is using your hands and using gestures and how you stand. And that's a huge part that can derail your message. So uh, that's something that we're going to have to work on. But given the condensed period, this will work. This will work well. We can make this happen. And I think you're going you're gonna to do exceptional. Ladies, we need, I need you to do something now. So what are we going to do? You've got about four minutes to get out a piece of paper. And what I want you to do is I want you to think, okay, I'm going to, you're going to talk for, for 30 seconds. That's a long time, 30 seconds. And what you want to do is on your piece of paper now, if you've got a piece of paper, always, always have a piece of paper and a pen handy because you could use them. I mean, you could use other things, but I, paper just works good in this context. So you're gonna, there's three questions that you're going to want to put forward. And the three questions are, who are you? So you want to you answer that. And remember, you've got 30 seconds. That's your goal. You want to hit 30 seconds. One thing most people don't know about you and back to the very start, what do you hope to get from this class? So those are the three things that you want to present to the class in 30 seconds. So you've got about four minutes to start thinking about what it is that, and I'm just turning on my stopwatch here, great, what it is that you're going to say. Who are you? One thing most people don't know about you and what you hope to get from this class. That's, so who are you? One thing people don't know about you. So that's two things. And third, what do you hope to get from this class? Those are the three things that you want to package into this talk. 30 seconds. And that's your goal. You're aiming for 30 seconds. And, and so the, you know, think about, think about things, just think about speed, think about you. Just remember, as we've been talking about, every talk is a construction. Think about the ums and the ahs. You don't want to say them, so think about it. And you'll, you'll start hearing them more and more as the more you start thinking about them. And just the, the goal of this is just to get us talking, just to get us used to talking for a little bit of time. I strongly encourage you, if you've got your phone handy, I always, when I've got my phones out, I always make sure that I've got a stopwatch on it when I'm doing my speeches because I don't rely on anyone else to time me. It's up to me to make sure that I hit the right time. So time yourself and you'll see 30 seconds is actually pretty long when you put it together. 
things you want to think about, the three points, and how are you going to conclude it. Conclusions are important. Okay, four minutes to plan this, and then we will start. So that means if you've got four minutes, if you really got to rush off, if you haven't already left to go and quickly get some juice, you're good to go, and then we will get started. Four minutes. I'm starting the, the timer now. There are no tricks in this class. You still have three minutes. Think about putting it together. Remember, if you're writing things down, write it as you're going to say it. If you're writing it all out, write it as you would say it. Don't write it as you would think it. Thinking and saying, two different things. A great example of this, by the way, is how many times have you seen someone who's doing a presentation and they'll be talking about, so the important thing about advertising in the United Arab Emirates is that the advertising industry is robust and diverse. Moreover, the advertising industry is very young. I don't know about you. While I see lots of people write the word moreover, have you ever been out with your friends and they use the word moreover in the conversation? Oh, Hend, that was a great movie. Moreover, the popcorn was very tasty. Never. No one. Oh, mom, your, 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 your hair looks beautiful today. Moreover, you have a nice barrette in it too. No one uses the word moreover when they're talking. So why would we use it? And why do people use it then when they're presenting? Because they've written out this speech that they've memorized with words you never actually use. So, all right. Two minutes left. Two minutes. Anyone have a question? If you, if you have a question, I'm going to stick around a little bit. If you don't have a question, then we will see you on Tuesday. What you need to do is go and watch the... Sarah Jones video for next class. That's it. And next class, we'll, uh, we'll meet back here. And I look forward to seeing you. And if you've got questions in the meantime, you know how to get a hold of me. And otherwise, I'll stick around a little bit. If you've got a question, you can get me that way as well. But otherwise, thank you very much. And I think we're going to have a great class. Thank you all, ladies. And if you need to leave, you can leave. And if you've got a question, I'm more than happy to stay here and listen. But otherwise, see you on Tuesday. Have a great one. Hello, my name is James Pikeaway, and you have been listening to COM230 in the summer. This is the public speaking class at Side University, summer school edition. You need to get in touch with me, james.pikeaway. That's james.p-i-e-c-o-w-y-e at zu.ac.ae. All fun, all cool, all awesome speaking. This is public speaking in the summer.